0: Today's show will be reacting to week nine and previewing week 10 of fantasy football in 2022. I do apologize that this show is coming out a day late. I got really stacked up with stuff to do on Monday and have a lot of outside obligations that I've had to deal with. But I still am able to get the show to you guys, at least uh, the waiver wire show. At least uh, I know it's a day late, but of course, still getting it out. And I'll have the other episode of the week on Thursday, like always. So apologies again, but we'll have news talk about injuries, reactions, waiver wire, um, and go through all of that. Those waiver wire guys are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues prior to Monday Night Football. So be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF, at Pod for the podcast, Second Eagle Fantasy at gmail.com is where you can send fantasy questions. That is all. Let's get into the show with some news. Injury news. Lots of stuff happened. We saw PJ Walker get benched. I guess that's not really injury news, but the Panthers just look terrible. I think it's going to be really tough to rely on any Panthers fantasy options. I do have a Panthers fantasy option in waiver wire, but that's prefaced with the fact that I think they're all just going to be really, really inconsistent with this quarterback play because everyone thought PJ Walker was it. Then he just wasn't and Joe Mixon, ran for five touchdowns and the Bengals went crazy. So Chris Evans got hurt, not too big of a deal for fantasy. Romeo Dubs, who was already inconsistent anyway. He got carted off. Hopefully he's okay. Christian Watson evaluated for a concussion. This seems like a weekly occurrence. Uh, Aaron Jones also left early, so keep an eye on AJ Dillon. is a guy who could potentially break out later for later in this week. In- Evan Ingram had a back injury, so not much you can do there. Hopefully he's back if you have him on your fantasy team. Other than that, that pretty much wraps up the injuries. So let's jump into the reactions. Who did well? Who did not from the week? Reactions from week nine. Oh, I this is the wrong link. Let me click on the correct link that I have right here in the doc. These are the leaders and the bad players and PPR scoring for week nine. The quarterback won on the week was Justin Fields. 178 yards rushing is an NFL record in a regular season game, and that's what Justin Fields put up. Far and away, the quarterback won. He is available in, like, over 50% of ESPN leagues. He didn't meet the threshold for this waiver wire, but if he's still out there, go get him at all costs because now you should be starting him. Quarterback two, and he didn't even get as much love this week because Fields did so well. But Patrick Mahomes threw for 446 yards and ran for 63 more. So he had over 500 yards accounted for. And it was against the Titans. It makes sense. His defense got gashed. Somehow they only scored 20 points despite getting all of those yards. Mahomes threw the football 68 times. 68 times! Okay, yeah, I mean, like, obviously he's great. But... I mean, you can't expect that to continue, but you should expect him in your lineup every single week. And 68 times. Good lord. That is insane. The fact that like I don't even know how you can like I feel like most teams don't even have that amount of snaps in a game. And yet Mahomes will like put up just 68 pass attempts. And they ran the ball 19 times. So nothing crazy there. They had a lot of snaps and just didn't get that many points, surprisingly. Uh Josh Allen did pretty well actually no other qbs really did like that great like josh allen was solid but other than that you know um none was that crazy busts on the week malik willis um he's probably not startable we got him another opportunity but despite that rushing upside it's too early to start him he just hasn't looked good enough um other than that i mean it wasn't actually that crazy in terms of quarterback busts it wasn't the usual matthew stafford middling game he's not a reliable starter anymore in fantasy football until the rams step it up justin herbert was a bit disappointing for you as well but he should get back on track the rb1 on the week like i mentioned he actually almost doubled the production of the rb2 this week because it was joe mixon who put up five touchdowns joe mixon was the guy who the analytics people were talking about had a lot of expected fantasy points but did not really convert and capitalize on them in the degree that he might have been expected to but he did this week he had one of the best fantasy games of all time like he was pretty much he was near the top like 10 top the top 10 fantasy game best fantasy games of all time like he was very very close to cracking that list so hopefully you were starting him i mean you definitely should have been and he was great kenneth walker has broken out so is travis Etienne. looks like i mean this these rookie and second year rbs doing really really well and walker got a couple touchdowns etn Got a couple touchdowns. They should be locked in your lineups. Kenyon Drake, strangely, got a couple touchdowns as well. So he's going to be like sometimes that fluky play because just the Rams or the Ravens have used him enough to where he can sometimes be good for your fantasy team. And then Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry did well as well. So, guys, you should obviously be starting if you weren't already. So, running back busts. As well, on the week, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire didn't do much. That Isaiah Pacheco situation is making it difficult for him. Brian Robinson has struggled. Both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon struggled. Again, you should monitor that situation. DeAndre Swift was limited, so he didn't do that great. Um, And other than that, let's see. Were there any other crazy RB buffs? Pacheco actually did worse than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did, and Khalil Herbert wasn't great, so he's going to be pretty risky going forward. For wide receivers, the wide receiver one on the week was Devontae Adams. And the wide receiver two was Tyreek Hill. I mean, this could be like three years ago for all we know. This could be this seems like 2019 now that I'm looking at this. But Adams, two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill went crazy. I mean, again, I talk about it every week because Hill's great every week, but I was a huge Tyreek Hill proponent at his absurdly low price in the offseason. And so Adams was good, though. That helped my SFB team to a win, which desperately needed it. My goodness, my SFB team has been doing really bad. So I swung for the fences this year after going like seven and six last year, doing okay, just went crazy with the rookies. And I was like, all right, I don't care if I go 0-13 as long as I get the chance to win the whole thing. And I'm not going 0-13, but I still do care now. I'm realizing that I'm doing badly. So maybe not going to do that again next year uh cooper cup was the wide receiver three justin jefferson was the wide receiver four. this is pretty standard in terms of wide receivers at the top christian kirk actually went off against the raiders secondary this raider that should show you something this Raiders secondary is beaten down and battered and it's not good because last the previous week christian kirk was a bust pick for me and he got shut down as such but then came up against the raiders and did really really well so i mean i, I most wide receivers facing the raiders at this point good starts um, bust on the week, Michael Pittman is going to be a struggle. I think you should still start him, but, and he'll get chemistry with Sam Ellinger at some point, but this offense looks horrific. Also the Colts, um, now have Jeff Saturday as their coach, a TV analyst instead of, um, instead of, well, yeah, Frank Reich, obviously <laughs> it was, t- t- took me a sec for some reason, instead of Frank Reich, that was a little surprising of a fire, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, Saturday, I guess has, he has the vibes because he was a former offensive lineman there, former center and won a Super Bowl. So Like, like I posted this on Twitter. I said, Jeff Saturday is probably more like smarter than most TV analysts out there. But that does not make him remotely qualified to be an NFL coach. Like there's a difference between like sounding smart on TV and like kind of like knowing like stuff and like knowing things about football, which Jeff Saturday does. And sounds smart on TV and he is fun to listen to and being an NFL head coach. Like we have to acknowledge that fact. Like there's no chance this was a good hire. It was a, a friendly hire. I guess something, I don't know. I mean, you Rose wanted someone he knew, I guess. I mean, it was really, really surprising in my opinion that this happened. Anyway, getting back to the bus, uh, Marcus Valdez, Scantling, Romeo dubs. Wasn't good. Kadarius Tony, you shouldn't really be starting Kadarius Tony until he shows that he can, uh, produce consistently. And he's just gotten there. Of course, we need to see it from him first. Drake London's probably no longer startable. He's been pretty brutal over the last few weeks. Alec Pierce, not great. Paris Campbell, not great. DJ Moore, not great unfortunately dj moore is in another terrible quarterback situation tight ends tight end one on the week was dallas goddard against houston pretty expected against this texans defense cole Komet picked up a couple touchdowns i think literally just benched him in a week or a league or two because he wasn't doing anything and now he gets two touchdowns that's great but um i gotta keep an eye on not not consistent starter by any means but I mean, he did do something. Justin Fields played really well, again, in that game. He didn't even throw for a ton of yards, though, but he did look for Cole Komet a lot and ran for a ton of yards. Travis Kelsey was great. Kate Otten was actually great. So, I mean, there's a guy to keep an eye on if you're interested. He's going to be inconsistent i think but he also got that game-winning touchdown catch from tom brady and then tj hawkinson washington it was like without pretty much all of their linebackers except for one this week so they ran a lot of like five one five packages with like one linebacker five dbs and five defensive linemen so no it's not surprising that tj hawkinson did well but it looks like minnesota will be an upgrade for his situation but again don't like this might actually might be a good time to sell high on tj hawkinson for that for managers who don't know that fact bus kyle pitts Oh, it pains me to say this, but Kyle Pitts is a kind of risky start. I still think he's a top 12 tight end rest of season, but pretty risky. And then, you know, all the tight ends that were busts were busts. And sometimes that happens with these guys. And that happens with pretty much every tight end. They end up busting at points. So let's get into waiver wire before we wrap up this episode. These are guys that are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues prior to waivers running. So hopefully they're actually still available in your league. They should be available in a large portion, even so. Number one, Latavius Murray. He actually outperformed Melvin Gordon this week. He's splitting carries with Melvin Gordon. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Terrace Marshall picked up a touchdown, got some targets. Again, this is the inconsistency issue with Carolina receivers, but the last couple games, he's looked good. We may see a larger role in the future, so you could pick him up. Greg Dolcich continues to produce. I think this could be, he could be like Russ cursed eventually, where he has like one target randomly in a game, and no one knows why because that's what Russ does to his receivers. But, I mean, for now, he's doing well. Odell Beckham Jr., who is still a free agent, is getting some hype now that he might be signed for a playoff run, and he may be back in December. Now, will he be back to hundred percent before the playoffs maybe not he might not give you that much good fantasy production but if you can get him and throw him on the IR that's probably a good investment because he might get you a couple games at the end of the season and help a team and then Chuba Hubbard is also on the list he was pretty efficient the last time he was out there um I think I guess he was injured the last week but might get some work with Deontay Foreman so worth a shot Overall, not the greatest waiver wire ever, but there are some options. So that wraps up the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to follow on Twitter at SGF and at SGFPod. SecondGoalFantasy at gmail.com is the email. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Again, apologies for the late release, but the episode is here now. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next time.